Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. I'm Joe LaPuma. I'm here with my guys, Matt Welty to my right. What's up, Chief? And... Okay, Chief. And Brendan Dunn to my left. I'm here as always with a smile on my face. Well, Uh, are we recording? Sorry, what was the question? Okay, he's not paying attention already. You don't know how to do the the question. (laughs) Okay, we're recording. You don't know how to do the futsal shuffle? Uh, No, I haven't heard the song. We just played that to psych us. You haven't heard that song? No, I haven't. That's a banger. Little Uzi Vert, you didn't see it? No, I. No, I. Uh, excuse me, Dave. Are you on the podcast? Or? <laughs> oh, this is. Yep. This is okay. That's is, the producer sneaker okay, let's shopping. Start Dave it Matthews. all over again. No, keep that. This is great. This is like clearly you- overstepping. And does it have to do with Will Smith going number three? And now you think that you have a seat at the table, or what? I'm not going to let him get in because I want to talk about overstepping the, the futsal shuffle. Wealthy, if you want to do some stepping, I can teach you how. Mm. My my, my long that. hard you, days. You didn't see that video for real. I saw the video, but I haven't. It's not something where I'm Watch out it on of, mute. I'm not out of work, sitting in my apartment, listening to the futsal show. Joe Rogan only. As, yeah. as you can imagine, I was a big DDR guy growing up, and I had the pads yeah. in my house. And one time, I destroyed a former Complex employee who now works at another uh, lesser own publication. Oh, I think I remember that. I destroyed was that a, him at was, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, I remember you know, everyone that. Everyone was hyping hyping him up like he was a DDR guy. We stepped I, up there and he fucking got dusted. I, I remember being in the presence. So if that. anybody in the hype um, media space wants to challenge me at DDR, I'm so fucking ready. Okay. I've never done that. I clocked all those hours at the mall. I never did that. No, I never I never played that game. What well, were you doing at the mall? Game. Doing at the mall? Working. Working at you know what I was thinking about the other day with my friend? We uh, Sunday, we were watching the games and ordered Taco Bell, and it was like, dude, we used to eat Taco Bell for lunch every day at the mall. How did we... <laughs> I, I know. That was always like... And Sarku Japan, which... Oh, it's the awful. Tic, the teriyaki chicken still and is you a get, treat. You get double the meat for like 99 cents. Yes. Yep. And they put that. the two they put two toothpicks in, and that shows double meat, well, 99 cents. <laughs> Best deal. The jo- Best small deal the, in the, the land. The joke we always used to have about it would be like, you know, there's always be like, oh, you gained the freshman 15 in college, but it would be like the mall employee 15, because the second you work there, it's like all you're eating is garbage. I, I just can't believe how Panda Express. Pa- uh, yep, Panda Express, Taco Bell, um, Quiznos. Quiznos changed the game. 
and then there was a blimpy and I really respected the blimpy guy. You know why? Every day he would try to invent a new sandwich and he would be like, you got to taste this. Like, and he would like put a little toothpick out and I was like, yo, this guy's a good salesman. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't you have a sandwich named after you as well, Joe? Oh my God. Is that uh, for real? Brancaccio. Shout yeah. out to Joe Brancaccio in my old neighborhood where I used to work. To be fair, where I used to live, not Windsor work. Terrace. Okay. Don't drop a pin. Okay. He didn't say no. All right. Um, don't live there anymore, but yeah, Brancaccio's Food Shop. Uh, it was actually called the Complex Magazine. Joe, how far? Which away? Is, which makes sense because I'm always a what, company first. What was type on of the guy. What was on the sandwich though? Uh, I forget. How far away do you think Welty and I are from getting our own sandwiches? Couple years. Okay. So, I'm excited about this podcast because we come in every day. We work with each other so much. But it's a big company now. On 36th Street is where Complex originated. Okay. Then we went to 23rd Street, then Time Life. Now we're in Times Square. And the thing about this company is sometimes you don't get to see some diamonds in the rough. You only hear about these people, these employees that exist on the floor above us. Mm-hmm. And today we have a special guest with us. You may not know him by name. But he's quietly a powerhouse collector and one of the guys in the building who we trust most when it comes to sneaker knowledge as owner of all sorts of impressive heat. I was looking at this dude's Instagram the other day and I couldn't, I I was just like, where are all these being housed? I was like, we have to, you know, I think I told Welty like, yo, we have to go out to his apartment and shoot what this guy has. Vintage rarities to modern day hype. Please welcome Kevin Leister to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. I've been listening since the beginning, and um, we're on a topic that's near and dear to my heart, so pretty pumped about this. As, as those don't know, Kevin is a marketing designer. I am a marketing designer. He's a friend he went, and a fan. He, he went where the money is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, said, he, looked at, he said, oh, the edit department? Yeah, that's cool, but uh, you know, I need to go where the money is. And we have him here to discuss a topic that is really relevant in the sneaker news this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to talk about Supreme Nike over the years. It's been a few decades now that they've been partnering up with Nike for all sorts of uh, limited collaborations. The, the one that's bringing it up this week is that shoe we all saw, I'm sure. It just looks like basically a Nike Air Force One low. There's a white on white pair and a black on black pair. We'll save the memes for later, but each of them have a box logo stamped on the heel. That's not been confirmed by Nike or Supreme just yet, but it looks like there is this pair of Supreme Nikes coming out. And I will tell you guys, it's 214 right now. At 207, an employee from Complex who was on a group chat with me texted, Supreme Force is definitely lame, right? It seems like people hate them, right? Welty, do you hate these? Uh, I think that the general consensus is that it's just a lazy design. Um, yeah. See, yeah. I just, that you know, like yeah, so I, my, I have so, some feelings. Too, yeah, I, I definitely. So my thing is, I think that I could see why people say it's a lazy design. I also think it achieves something exactly what it's going for. It's kind of in that flexing of a regular Air Force One, white on white, a regular black on black Air Force One with the Supreme stamp that is literally taking the box logo and putting it on the shoe. And what sells the most for Supreme? I remember the Hanes t-shirts. You could go to Target and get a 10-pack of Hanes t-shirts. I'm a Costco guy. Okay, Costco, whatever. Kirkland. Kirkland. I have it on right now. Okay. Um, But the Hanes white t-shirts and they put the little Supreme tag, it was one of the my favorite things that they've ever dropped. I get that people are saying this is maybe not that elaborate in terms of design, but sometimes the most simple designs are the best designs. But I don't think that you can 
compare this to the, what Supreme and Nike has meant in the past. It, it, it doesn't belong in the pantheon of great Supreme yeah, Nike designs. It, and I and I get that you're saying that like it's so simple, it's so supreme just to take a white and white Air Force One, which is the most iconic New York City sneaker of all time, and taking a Supreme box logo, which is the most iconic New York City streetwear logo of all time, mm-hmm. and just put the two of them together. But if you look at everything that Supreme has done over the years that has been great, whether it's like two thousand two, you know, Nike SB Dunk Lows mm-hmm. or the Dunk Highs or anything in that, you know, stretch of shoes, they weren't just doing Make that. Supreme great again is what Wealthy is saying. Kevin, I want to definitely get your take, but before before that, I want to know, like, what is your relationship to Supreme? How many Supreme Nikes do you have? Because I want to know if you're a purist, if, if you're a hype guy, like, when it comes to just Supreme Nike specifically. Right. So my relationship with Supreme in general is mostly Nike. Like, okay. I, I had to pick one silo to go through. That was it. Um, I won't say that I started in 2002, but very shortly thereafter, did I get the original Supreme Dunk Lowe's. Okay. And then just, Nike's first Supreme collaboration, those two pair of Dunk Lows from 2002. Absolutely. Yep. Got them within the year they came out, got all of the highs pretty much when they came out, and then kind of moved up the ladder there from releases. The highs in 2003. Highs from 2003. Got the Delta Forces. I mean, I must have 20 or 30 pairs, maybe more, of various Supreme sneakers. Okay. So I, I have a decent amount. You've been around. I've been around. And, and, and how do you feel about the Air Force Ones? You know what? They took a step back, which I think was the right move. People were complaining about the 14s. People were complaining about the tailwinds. You have to look at the lack of... He's res- looking right at Welty when he says Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Welty. <laughs> right in his eyes. eyes. Bang, bang. <laughs> so, I mean, you have to respect that they're kind of going back to their roots. It's a box logo on a Supreme product. It makes sense. Is it the most elaborate or garishing? No, but I think people are going to be into it, and I think they're going to wear it, so... That's the idea behind it. I know a lot, a lot of people are like complaining about, oh, all Supreme did is, is throw a box logo on this thing and people are going for crazy. It's like, have you been paying attention to this brand? This is what they do every year. And right. it, it's, it's just a staple. So like, why not do it? Speaking of a similar product, actually on the train, I think two days ago or Monday. So yesterday I saw a guy wearing the Comme des Garcons Supreme Air mm-hmm. Force Ones. And I think people thought that that shoe was kind of lazy. This is well. the eyeball one or the one with the messed up swoosh? The eyeballs. Okay. And they were completely cooked to the ground. And I was surprised that someone was rocking a Supreme white and white Air Force One that long that the laces were dirty on yeah. them. But I thought that, I think that that shoe is probably the most comparable to this one as far as execution goes. Hmm. It's just throwing a print on a white and white Air Force One. Hmm. Yeah, but but don't you think that they have been out of the box and kind of like really loud designs that this kind of makes sense for them to scale it back? It makes it's going it back in the box. Yeah, because I think I, I, I see what you're saying where you're coming at it from that angle, but also it's kind of like the definition of switching up what they've been doing recently. Yeah, the shoes have been really bad as of late. Yeah. Um, the I agree. The Supreme Nike stuff has not been very good for the past. Right. It's not years. hitting the way it used to. I like to. the Air Max 95s. I got those. Those beautiful, paid, you beautiful paid shoe. $550? Yeah, I paid retail. Black leather. Yeah, they, no, they did an amazing job on those. And I think the people that appreciate that shoe um, understand what it was and the history behind it and what it represents. So I think something like that was absolutely a home run, maybe not for everyone. But yeah, I mean, the 14s, the Tailwinds, even a couple of releases prior to that, really... The Dunk SBs really bricked. The ones in like, I, the, the ones in like the San Antonio Spurs colors, people didn't really like All right, them. so I, I mean, I actually really like those for very different reasons. I'm a big jewel swoosh guy. Okay. I, I love sneakers that have a jewel swoosh. I like the story that it told and kind of hearkening back to like mid to late 90s. So I get what they were trying to do there. 
Is it for everyone? No. And I think it might be ahead of its time. I think you will see a day where people go back and, and start scooping those up. I'm hoping it's ahead of its time because I did still buy them because it was easy to buy and I'm hoping to resell it to, to someone for hundreds of dollars <laughs> in the future. Yeah, I have, I have one question now that I have you here. Well, since you like them and you believe that people may go back and buy them, do you buy multiple? Because you have multiple pairs of so many classics. I do. My, You're still doing that today. I do that with everything. My rule is um, one is basically zero. Two is good, and, and three is like where I like to be. So I try to get at least that's, that's, three uh, of everything. Some crazy insight to the sick minds of like the sneaker. Oh yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's completely, like, yeah. it's it's awful. It's a horrible way to live. But Kevin, can you tell us about getting that pair of 2002 Supreme Dunk Lows? Because that's a shoe. Like as soon as you get into sneakers, people kind of tell you, or you're made to understand that that's an important sneaker. That that's a Grail sneaker. You know, the shoe that referenced the Jordan Three with the elephant print at a time way before elephant print became saturated like how did you get those right, right. yeah so th this sneaker was a big deal at the time and probably the biggest deal to me at the time i mean you have to look back to where retro and where nike was in general and it was really at, at the genesis of what we know today so i mean i was into dunks during that era i was scooping them up i was getting sbs um i knew i had no shot of, of getting these in the store uh, I knew there was no way I could line up. I was I was 16, 17 years old. In so. Jersey, is that right? In Jersey. Yeah. So I mean, it was feasible, but I just wasn't going to do it. In, so. in, in the, I think the listener has to realize too that Kevin has like a strong like South Jersey accent too. I, I well to to, to kind of <laughs> okay. take you back Does from that. Really? I was I, born okay. in Northern New Jersey, Elizabeth. And live there this most is what the of listener my life. really wants to hear guy, about. As soon as this guy hears Jersey, his <laughs> face yeah. literally lights up. Yeah, Look well, to get super triggered right now, yeah. he's get, turning red. I don't know. It just you got like that, like South Jersey, like okay. I mean, twang. Could, could be a little hint of that. But uh, Kev, you'll notice that our interruptions are really well placed on this oh, I'm, podcast. I'm, so I know Wealthy well <laughs> enough to understand that. Um, where was I? Exactly, South See? Jersey. South apparently. Jersey. All right. So basically, I hit up some dude on Nike Talk who was willing to line up, and I paid more on those than anything at that point up into my life so how much how that? much i it was over a thousand for both pairs oh. which to a high schooler who's basically i did like i tiled floors and did like carpentry um to make money and that was pretty much most of the money i had saved up at the time in your life that, that in my all in, of, yeah in my life did so. you tell people around you at the time that you were spending that kind of money because it's crazy these days people still get surprised when we tell people in our lives that we spend that much money on a pair of shoes but back in 2003 to tell somebody you paid a thousand dollars over a thousand dollars for two pairs of sneakers no one understood like no one in my school understood um i basically wouldn't tell any of my family members what I was doing. Hell no. That's, like, that's what I'm wondering, because even though you had the money, I would just imagine that, you know, your parents would be like, hey, I know you have $1,000, but you're not spending all that money on these shoes. Right. No, it would be crazy. They would think I had lost my mind and like been like disappointed in me. So like, But you had three pairs of the black cements and so, then three so pairs of the I white. Okay. So, so I got those two back then. I had them ever since. I even actually, one of them, I still have like a Lafayette Street receipt that goes okay. with them, which is pretty sick. And like, you could see like when it was purchased and everything. But anyway, over time, I, I've obviously gotten more. Shout out to uh, Gusto to Ninja, who's hooked yep. me up. One great seller, great seller. Awesome seller. Where's he, Tokyo? Yeah, yeah. or Japan. Oh, I, okay, I never bought from him, but I know people who buy from him. Yeah, great dude. Um, yeah, I've gotten a few pairs from him to kind of build out the set. Um, but yeah, the funny thing is, so after that, I got all three of the highs, not at Supreme either. I used to do this thing. There were so oh. many fakes of those back in the day. So too. many yeah. fakes. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. I would get the phone book. This is really old school. Okay, what year? 
this is 2003. Okay. I would look up every skate shop in the East Coast or wherever, and I would call them and ask them if they had any Dunk SBs and if they're willing to ship them. So I was just doing this arbitrarily to see if I could get any SB so I didn't have to drive around like a maniac, which I also did. But there's this one skate shop, which the name escapes me, but I think they were in North Carolina, and they had all three colorways. Is it of Black the, Sheep? I'm not sure. I, I can't verify that. But they had all three colorways of the Supremes Wow. for $400 each. Wow. So... But, because this was at, at the era when they were taxing on, on pairs. Right, yo, this is when the shops started understanding. Plus, they probably got them from someone who bought them into the shop because, like, obviously, Nike and Supreme did not give them product to sell. Right. So, anyway, bought them. They shipped them to me with the boxes taped, which is a huge, like, not double box, just, like, straight up tape oh, over wow. the they box. They put the label which oh, is, the box, which is, like, a cardinal sin Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But I got those, had them, and then, obviously, again, got my three pairs over the years. So, yeah, I mean, I've had those ever since, but th those are really special pairs to me, and... Uh, yeah. For anyone doing the math at home, I want to just like reflect on Kevin's investment because you said that you paid just over $1,000 for the two 2002 Dunk Lows back in the day. I'm looking at StockX right now. If you want to buy a size 10 and a half in a white pair, it's going to cost you $5,000, which, which I can't believe that we got to this point with this stuff. I, I never owned the 2002 pairs, but I did have the, the red cement pair in 2012, which was like... Definitely not as good. It didn't. Awful. Oh, yeah, awful no. Shoe. It yeah. didn't as clearly reference like an OG Jordan Three colorway, but I was able to buy them easily off the Supreme website. Yeah, the the best way that I can describe that sneaker is kind of like Jay Z Blueprint Three. Of yeah. people well, wanting it to be a classic and then just didn't live up to the hype. But but here's the thing, and, and I was able to buy them, and I had them for a long time, and you know. I figured I'll probably just eventually flip these as, as as happy as I was to have them. And, you know, I think I was tempted for a while. They sat around $600 on the resale market. I hate that my reference for these is always how much stuff sells for, but it's kind of a lot of my memories. But I think I finally sold them this year. I dug them out because I, I realized that after the SB boom, which we talked about on a couple episodes ago, that the price had surely skyrocketed. And, and, and sure enough, I realized that, that you could sell these for like 1500 or 2000 now or something like that. So I ended up freaking out, not knowing whether or not I had sold them back then for a relatively paltry sum or if I had sat on them. And I, indeed, I did dig them out of my room and, re, and resell them in 20, 2019. Uh, I made a cardinal mistake as it relates to my taste. I was a starry-eyed intern here at Complex. Bradley Carbone had the Supreme Connect. He had connects all over the city. And 2006, the Supreme Nike Blazer came out. Three colors. Classic. Guess what color I picked? The white ones? The white ones. Ha you guys have known me for how long now? Uh, 2000. Long enough. Okay. Have you ever seen a pair of white sneakers on me? You don't wear white sneakers at oh, all. Oh, we discussed this before. <laughs> and I was, when I say starry-eyed intern, I was easily influenced. Someone in the office was like, the white ones are the best ones. Do you know who it was? Uh, I don't remember. And they were like, the white ones are the best ones. And someone who never wore white, still to this day doesn't wear white, decided against the red, which to me are awesome, but the mm -hmm. blacks. The black is the best one. And I had the white Supreme Nike blazer, and I never wore it. Such a miss. Did Those, you sell them? I have them somewhere. Come I don't on, think I sold them. That's an investment, baby. I don't think I sold them. But I just can't believe it was such an L to get them at retail, have the connect. I don't even think I had to go down to the store as an intern. They just like gave them the money. They showed up. Bradley got his pair. I got mine. And I got the white ones. And it's a shoe now. I see the black one. People were bringing back the black Wait, blazer. Yeah. And I'm like, what a mistake Where that was. Where are they right now? 
I don't know where they are, honestly. I really don't. Could be in my parents' basement. Definitely not here and definitely not at my apartment. But, yeah, those to me, getting off the dunks, that supreme. I think you What they did with the Gucci colorways before, like, everyone was doing it with that little tag on the heel. Mm-hmm. Do you have those? I do not have those. Whoa, those are one, of, the, those yeah, are one of my favorites yeah, ever. I, I, I want them, but it, those are a, that's a release that kind of got away from me. The price kept climbing up, and it was just one of those things where I never locked them down. Those also supposedly, like, showed up in outlets. There was, I remember people on Nike Talk saying, hey, there's, like, this was, like, a few years, like, after that, the, like, the Blazers showed up in outlets. They were also worn a lot by a former co-host on Owner Hard. <laughs> Definitely well, worth bringing up right here, right now. I like that one so much because the blazer never caught a lot of heat as a silhouette in general in Nike SB's line. Like the milk crate was a big deal, but not too many hype Nike SB blazers. Wealthy, I'm actually interested that a lot of these shoes you never owned or or never, never, never wanted to own because one, you were a big SB guy back in the day. Two, you were a big skate guy back in the day. So how were you not more... Uh, rabbit about what Supreme was doing with Nike. This seems like a layup for you. Yeah, I think I think at the time that by the time I like finally had gotten into SB, which is like oh five oh six, I think that like the the dunks and stuff had already come out. And for me, it was like I just was like Kevin. You said you had spent a ton of money, and I would just wasn't going to spend that much money or go through some crazy channel to try and get the shoes. So there wasn't really anything worth getting at the time. You weren't going to put in the work. I, I don't know. I just wasn't going to do crazy. St- like I did crazy stuff to get shoes, but as far as like, and I have to admit it, but doing the whole buying things through like crazy channels on the internet, that's never really been my thing. Mm. I don't know. Like I do have a lot of like good sneakers or shoes that are rare and in, in, in that regards. But as far as like trying to track someone down in Tokyo and do this whole like foreign exchange of like proxies and all that stuff, just is something that I never got into. See, I love the hunt. So for me, you tell me a shoe is going to take 10 different steps to get, I'm all in. Like I'm going to be tracking them down like that. But I get it. I mean, that's a huge investment at like, what were you like 17, 18 or whatever? Uh, probably early 20s. But um, the one thing I do remember though, is we had done a 10 year retrospect on the shoe written by uh, Russ Benson mm-hmm. on the Supreme Blazers. And a friend of mine who owns a resale shop had let us borrow the shoes for the photo shoot. And yeah. I show up to his house in Jersey City and he's like, here's the- Jersey City is in South Jersey or North Jersey? Just so the people, I'm sure the people want to know at home. It's yeah. right next to Manhattan. But, but um, is it South or North? It's North. North. Okay, just- uh, Anyways, I get the three shoes and he gives them to me for the photo shoot. And I'm only like a mile from my house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take the path train home. And he's like, you are not going in public with these sneakers <laughs> at all. He's like, he, he didn't even give me a choice. He's yeah. like, you're taking an Uber home from my house right now. And he lived right next to the train station. I was like, all right, I guess I'm taking an Uber home. Wow. I, I think an interesting demarcation point when it comes to Supreme X Nike is the Air Force One low in 2012 because that was one of the first time, you know, we were so used to from the decade prior always being a Nike SB thing. And, and that Supreme Air Force One low in 2012 with the NYCO, like the the waterproof materials on them, the three pairs, you remember, the, the black, the tan, and then the camo. The camo right. yeah. That was like, you know, they were doing a, a non-SB shoe. And to me, that was like a big deal at the time. Kevin, did you go after those? I did not go after those either, but they were a big deal. And they're actually akin to the, I think, the release coming up in 2020 that I think they're understated, but done tastefully. I love those. I'll, I'll tell you what, I have two of the three pairs. I think the camo ones I bought online, and this was back when... This was before like the heyday of bots. So you could just go on Supreme's website. And yeah, it was hard to buy their Nike collabs on the website, but it was not impossible Mm -hmm. to manually buy the sneakers. And I had just moved to New York at the time. 
I think these dropped in the fall of 2012. So I think I got the camel pair online and, and the office of the place I was working at at the time was not that far from the original Supreme store on Lafayette. So, so I had the camel pair secured and then the day of release, we just walked up the block, you know, 15 minute walk to the store in Lafayette and we waited in line for 40 minutes and we got in and we bought the shoes. And it's so crazy to think about, I actually always use this as a reference point for like how out of control Supreme has gotten. Cause like when I came here for the first time seven or eight years ago, they could drop a Nike collab and you could walk to the store on the same day and wait in line for a while, but be fine. You didn't have to get a fucking ticket or this or that. I'm not the OG Supreme guy, but it wasn't that much different that long ago. I still love those. I got the black pair waiting in line that day. One knock on that shoe though, they're very painful to wear. I don't know if you've ever worn that Air Force One, but they like kind of like cut into your yeah, feet. Yeah, that whole era of Nike, the quality was so downhill at that point. I think just like the way they cut it, the materials they chose, it was just anything is gonna mess up your feet. The next collaboration in the chronological order, a sleeper for me. One of my favorite sneakers that I have in my collection, and I think it flew under the radar, mm -hmm. the Supreme Nike Flyknit Lunar 2013. That was a different one. That was another one where- Unexpected. You, yeah. We could say it's unexpected. Absolutely. I actually remember um, being, I think I was freelance at Complex at the time, and I was on an email chain with Joe and Nick Angval, and there was like a leaked image of some fly knit heel or something, and Joe's like, what is this shoe? Mm -hmm. What is this shoe? Mm -hmm. Like trying to figure out what it was. We didn't even know it was a Supreme collab, but he's like, I need to figure out what this is. I think it's something. And that was, that was a, a strange one too, because remember it was like, that's a Nike sportswear type shoe or like even a Nike running shoe, but it came in an SB right. box. Yeah, I was going to say it. So, good. so bizarre. It. It's such a good shoe. I wanted those so yeah. bad. And Nike was pouring so much energy into Flyknit at the time. Flyknit had just come out in 2012 and they were doing all these like really rare releases, you know, when they first rolled them out at Mercer. Joe, you ended up getting these? I got these. I still wear them, not a bunch, but I like kind of pick my spots with them. And it's not to sound too corny, but like I said it on this podcast one of those shoes where you kind of forget that you have, yes. you put them on and you're like, this is exactly why I bought this shoe and it's exactly why we love sneakers because this that's at the bottom of my closet is such, when I wear these, I like, it's that old school feeling of uh -oh. like, I'm going to have a good day because these sneakers are perfect for today. Although the Flyknit Lunar 1 as a silhouette didn't hold up that well. I think that's I one had of the, the multicolor ones when I used to remember them. I wore them for so long and then those were my gym shoes. But this is definitely uh, leather pants shoe. For I Joe have Cole. worn them with leather. I have worn that <laughs> shoe with leather pants. I think, I think definitely, a little, I think a little funny tidbit at the la our last office on 49th street in the time life building, um, for whatever reason, or maybe they're very obvious reasons, but, um, the IP of complex ended up getting blocked by Supreme for like yeah. a, for a short period I of time. That. We thought it was, yeah, we thought you that You couldn't they, connect to the Supreme website. We thought that to, they cut us off. Yeah, you had to go mobile. Well, I want to know if that's, I don't know. There was something that Complex had put out around the same time. I that, know what you're referencing, but I'm just worried because I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure if that was really, that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know for sure if they blocked us from accessing their site. Was it 50 facts you didn't know about Supreme? No, was it was, or? there was a Supreme documentary. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Good piece of work, by the way. I think later on, another game changer for Supreme. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Nike, the foam posit won in 2014. Like, Got those. Right? This, this just Black changed so gold. much. Kevin, are you a foam guy at I, all? Like, I am a foam guy for the OG colorway, okay. the penny colorway. Okay. I mean, anything beyond that, no. Okay. So did you care when Supreme did those two Nike Air Foam Posit 1s in 2014? Black colorway, red colorway? I cared. I did get them, but that shoe probably changed the way sneakers are handled and releases are handled 100%. from there on out, like straight up. That's the one that shut down the city and there was a riot. It was one of the early ones that shut down a release. Yeah, NYPD yeah. showed up to the Supreme store in Lafayette and basically they couldn't do the in-store release. And then from there on out, the, their Nike collabs weren't really available in store and this came right after like the galaxy phone posits in right. 2012 which were also like there was a you know i think an even bigger like riot if we want to use that word around those so like nike was just like doing all this stuff on the phone posit to just i remember bring it to i the- always remember this image of vasti wearing the whole kit but I, I also remember that people were wondering if that shoe was even real or not to begin with because there was kind of like all these leaked images oh of, really of the phone posit that had come out i mean people- they look like fakes like all right it's such a interesting design has it aged very well? I don't I don't think so. I'm happy I have them. I don't know. Have you worn them? I've worn them maybe once. Um but it was kind of one of those that to me it was like I guess because it was the foam posit silhouette and and it was one of those iconic Nike basketball silhouettes with so much history that you get why the release was shut down, but also from a aesthetic standpoint, maybe it didn't match the craziness. Yeah, so, there right. was also a shoe that I think the for this is, sounds kind of odd, but the strongest memory I have of it was I remember DJ Vlad coming to the office quite a few times, <laughs> and every single time he'd meet up with Rich Antonello to have some sort of business talk, he'd yeah. always have the Supreme Phone Posits or on. or Gucci <laughs> slip on Vans oh and with the MCM God. backpack. Yeah, yep. Oh my God. Yes. I, I I think I definitely got these back then. I think I still have them, and I think it may black be or the red one, them, the black ones. I cannot picture you wearing those. No, that's the thing. Foam posits is one of those shoes where, like, I've owned a decent amount of foam posits over the years, but I have never ever worn very tough to wear any of them. And I think now's a good time to discuss. Like, we're kind of going in waves of these collaborations. So mm. when you look at Supreme from a catalog standpoint, like the Lunar. Flyknit, for instance, that's not one that immediately comes to your mind when you're talking about releases, but it's such a good one. So it's very easy for us to harp on maybe the misses, Mm -hmm. but from a whole, their track record's pretty good. Do we agree? Yes, but I think it's not that great in the past three, two or three years. Okay. And I think a lot of that quietly, this is kind of some like, uh, you know, 
industry insider type stuff, but you know, some of these Supreme designs they don't necessarily do in-house. And I know Gary Warnett, RIP, used to work on a lot of them freelance. And I think after he passed, I think some of the stuff has gotten significantly worse because I think nobody's taste is where Gary's was. And I, I think that has something to do with it. I actually have an interesting uh, story behind that. So I th- want to say it was 2017, mm-hmm. maybe. And we were at a New Balance press trip up in Massachusetts, and he was on the trip, and we're talking to him about it. And I actually published a story that morning talking about the Supreme up tempos, mm-hmm. and to me, that's kind of like a love it or hate it shoe. One hundred percent. When it comes to Supreme, and I had written a story that morning saying I thought it was like it was a miss, mm-hmm. you know. And we were talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't know what happened with that sneaker. I think it was supposed to be a Griffey that they were going to work on, and then end up being the up tempo and not working out the way that they." that they wanted it to oh, be wow. was kind of like a, he didn't really. Ke- I feel like Kevin would have gone crazy I, for a Supreme uh, Griffey. If it was a Griffey, I would uh, 20 pairs each yeah. colorway. He didn't really, he didn't really expand upon it much, yeah. but he was just kind of like, yeah, that shoe didn't turn out the way that we, that we thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. then ended up being that, but. And anybody listening who doesn't know Gary Warnett, please, please go research about Gary Warnett, uh, a sneaker writer, although he would hate that term and a uh, general historian that we all very much appreciated when he was still here. By the way, we're not going to go through every single Supreme sneaker. So if you're listening and you're upset because we didn't mention your favorite random Supreme Nike from 2011, we're trying to focus on the ones that are most important. Here, but right? I also think to your point saying that some of the recent releases have been kind of quiet or not looked at as instant classics, mm-hmm. maybe have informed the discussion around these Air Force Ones that kind of kicked off this this episode. Can I put something into context? In 2003, when those highs came out, people mm-hmm. were hating on them in the forums. Okay. Like, really? People were not were they feeling saying? those. They were just saying they're too like crazy, like people weren't feeling the croc print and the stars. Like, I think they were over the top to, to the point where people just weren't feeling them. So it took time for those to get to that status where they're at now. That wasn't like an overnight slam dunk. But you also have to think, It was too, a dunk, though. It was a dunk. Yeah, oh, God. That, that's definitely <laughs> the era, though, if you think about it, that's before like loud sneakers were a thing. So all the people kind of helped usher that era. But all, but all the people that were probably talking about it on the forums at that time were all kind of the OG purist sort of people. Right. That no, were- you're 100 percent right. But I also think every single dunk that's come out since then has been held to the standards of the first two lows. So yeah, if you look at the 2019 jewel swooshes, they're not as nice, but they're a good departure from that, and I think you need to do that. You can't just keep making cement loads for every single release. Like you got to change it up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I agree that you shouldn't just stick to that formula. I still still don't like the jewel ones, but I still did buy them. Also, the Air Force Ones with the NBA logos on them. Oh, how do we feel about that? That was a really really bad shoe. It's it's bad, but it, it kind of makes sense in terms of like the ostentatious stuff that they're allowed to do. Yeah. Also, J.R. Smith wearing them, like, come on. Yeah, they had a moment. I have the denim jacket, which I actually love. That thing's amazing, whether Wealthy admits it or not. Um, yeah. I like I like the the Air Force One highs from 2014. All right, great actually. shoe. That's another one that I bought and later. Uh, yeah, resold. I have the red ones. They had a little box. I actually think the best part about that was a little box logo on there. Dutch Montana white, recently bought the white Nike sportswear box. Yeah, and I would. That was the first shoe that didn't come out in store. Or I think that happened right, right after, after it, yeah. the Galaxy Phone. Literally foam, or, the release Sorry, after not the it. Galaxy Phone. It's a Supreme Phone um, podcast. Uh, are we going to just skip over the Trainer 2s? Sorry. That, that's, that's what I mean when I say... I love those. I know we can't talk about everything, but those fire. 
Those are great. I'll give you something about it. You can't wear those anymore. Those things the, will literally chip to pieces from the crappy paint from that era. So so I have a story related to that. I bought the Huff Trainers, the gold diggers with the gold toe box. Mm -hmm. right. One of my favorite sneakers from that era. Beautiful shoe. I wore them nonstop. I was shooting flight club I was shooting I think it was Lakeith Stanfield and they had a pair for like $250 and I was like what a come up when I shoot sneaker shopping I always show up to set with the sneakers I plan to wear as soon as I get in the store I start looking around I'm like oh man maybe I'll pick these to wear and try to swap out I saw that they had a pair of them I was like how much are these they're like $250 in my size I was mm. like wow like I, I wore these Honestly, when I always say the Tiffany Dunk of that era was like my favorite shoe, the mm. Huff Gold Digger Trainer Ones were right there for me because I wore them nonstop. They were also a shoe that you could beat them to shit and they never weathered. Never. I about to shoot Lakeith Stanfield. I put them on. I take two steps. The whole soul falls. <laughs> whole, and when I say folds, it literally made a mess in flight yeah, club yeah. like people had the it's like Sweep that's exactly that's exactly what so yeah. if anyone has them anyone has the supreme ones the the sb trainer trainer twos can't wear them anymore a, a small tidbit about that shoe brendan i don't know if you know this guy remember that shoe was actually designed the the trainer two by that guy tommy rebel who was in the oh, yeah. in the just for kicks the guy was living in his mom's basement with the girlfriend and legend that. Yeah, he designed that. Sneaker. I guess since we're talking about the trainer too, we should also talk about the Delta Force real quick in 2004 because that's another one where like Supreme OGs are going to kill us if we don't mention. That was one of those ones that was not so celebrated right away too. Like those were easy to get. I remember years later you could find those on like pick your shoes. Super. What are they going for now? I'm interested in. I want. I remember. Oh, I was going to bring that up. No, no, no. Because okay? I, there was a pair on pick wish, your shoes. I wish people could see Wealthy's face. No, no I, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. But go ahead. No, sorry. it was crazy because I remember seeing there was like one pair and it was in my size on pick your shoes. Yes. For whatever reason, I never picked that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? PickYourShoes.com, we, we got to talk about that at length in one episode. Uh, yeah. No, we need the oral history of that. Uh, but that's a website that there are so many pairs I can think of that were on that site that I never bought that I, I, I am ashamed of now. That's but, founded by the guy from Bait. That's um, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Delta Forces, I think people, like, what, coming off of those two dunk releases, again, there's a bit of a letdown. Those, right after the release, you could get them under retail on eBay. I remember buying them. That's how, how many I got pairs them. of the Supreme Delta Forces do you have, Kevin? Those, I only have one of each colorway. So, I did. So, you have zero. I think so, the, basically, I have zero by my logic. Zero. Yeah, yep. the yellow one, I think, or... Uh, the, the white ones are the best. We're, well, we're skipping skipping around the timeline. Some the Bruins from two thousand nine. Any any love for those from nope. you guys? No. I think the one shoe that we need to talk about are the Air Jordans because that was a really the fourteens. No, no, no. The fives. The fives. We don't. Oh my bad. <laughs> you went camo fives. <laughs> you went right to the fourteens. Sorry, camo fives. The fives. That was. You think it was a fail? I don't. No, 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 no. no. Way. That, that was amazing. No shoe. way. And, and those came out at a time where Jordan was dipping a bit. Two thousand fifteen. I texted. Jo Jobby from Nike. I remember in the group chat we were talking about this release, right? This is back when it came out? Me, Nunes, Sean Brown, and Jobby, back when they came out. And I said, I envision a, uh, I envision a time where I am at my son or daughter's soccer game, right? <laughs> removed from the sneaker culture in a way that I am not removed now, showing up to a Saturday morning soccer game in the Camo Supreme Fives and just having every 
parent being like, "What shoes are those?" and and me just being like, "Man, back in the day, you don't even know what I was doing. Like, you know, back in the day, you don't know what what the I was war doing." Story. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, to me, the camo one, you have to be very careful with what you wear it with. Stolen valor. What? <laughs> what is that? It's, it's it's when people in the military, people who weren't in the military, pretend that they were like a sergeant and lie oh, to people about well, it. Thanks for and that. Okay, and they go uh, to Walmart to get a learn something new every. But but I love the camo ones. I think if you, uh, I think it's a tough wear, but I I love having those, and I I think that it's a shoe brought out at the right time in the right way is like one where people look at it and you're like, I get it. I, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Didn't you have the white pair and sold them to someone in the office or something for like face value? I think I remember that. Maybe. Uh, you know what? I'm actually Maybe. still kind of salty about this release because I, 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 this sounds so privileged when I talk about it. I only have one pair of this or I wish, but I do only have one pair of the Camo 5s because I got them off Supreme's website easily. Again, this the bots weren't crazy back then, but also I had somebody on the inside tell me exactly when they were dropping on the I Nike website. I remember this. I remember this. Really? They were dropping at a random time right. on the Nike website, and I wasn't going to tell anybody in the office because I had this little tidbit and I basically didn't want to spoil it, you know, but I did tell somebody else in the office and, you know, because he had done me a favor by, like, posting a link for something I had, I had written or something like that. And he immediately told Skylar Burgle, even though I told him, don't tell anyone, oh, on the low, you can't on the trust low. Him. You can't trust that. He immediately gave him the link, you know, the, the exact time. And I ended up yeah. missing out on them. But one or two other people in the office got the shoes at this random time they were releasing because of that. You had told me about it and I had given the link to Riley Jones, who works on Soul Collector. And he had one of those, you know, if you buy a shoe off of Nike and it's sold out and they still charge your card to give you like a 20% off uh, coupon code to use yeah. on your next purchase. Yeah. He had one of those sitting in his back pocket. I gave him the early link and he copped the... Wait, you were giving people my early link too? It's part of the problem. I didn't, Jesus I, Christ. I didn't try to go for them myself, so uh, I just passed it off. I thought I could off. trust wow, you nice. people. What a nice guy. To me, that's probably one of the top three Supreme releases. It's so well done. Each colorway hits just as hard as the other. And I think... No. It, yeah, yes, no. yes. The blacks to it's me... It's the camo. The camo. The camo, the, the camo the may camo be one. higher than the others, but the other two are so low-key good that like... I, I don't know. There's, there's su that's such a good shoe to me. I'm a huge Jordan Five fan, so I don't know. I think those shoes perfectly executed. Remember how I, they unveiled it though, with the Terry Richardson photo of Michael Jordan wearing the box logo. Big, yeah. that was yeah amazing. Yeah. Also, Kevin, I think this is interesting because I suspect you're a guy who has a lot of OG Air Jordans in the collection too, right? Not as many as you would think. So okay. I, ha I have some like uh, OG ones. Um, I don't have any of this stuff where the soul is going to disintegrate. You so. don't have any original fives, but you are a Jordan guy who appreciates the originals. Did right. you feel like the Supreme thing was a bastardization at all? Do you feel like it was sacrilegious at all? No, I think those were better done than some of the more recent OG retros, like the OG Metallic Fives that just came out, like with the past like three or four years. Like the tongue on those was the wrong 3M, and I'm getting super sneaker nerdy here, but that's like, what we're here to do. Yeah. Weirdly high, so I feel like the cut and the way those Supreme Jordans looked was just so good. So. I was all in on those. Okay. Some more like ones that are highly debated. I think the up tempos in 2016, we mentioned those briefly. Uh, uh, I don't think those are highly debated. Those shoes suck. I think that's a miss. That's a miss? Honestly. I'm glad to hear you guys say that because a lot of times I talk about up tempos I don't and I feel say, like I'm the only I one. I don't who... use the terms as strong as he does, but I think that was a miss. 
to be honest. Just you can put the the up tempo or like the words on the I side think, of the shoe with any I, other thing but air. I don't you. think it was a bad concept. Right. I don't uh, I don't know if it was that bad of a concept coming from someone who just got JLP on an Air Force One in the up tempo <laughs> style. But I just think it's a shoe that didn't age that well. I just think looking back, I guess the black one is something that interests me still. Those other two colorways, just not at all. Those were the death of the air more up-tempo. That opened Pandora's box, the floodgates to everything we've seen since then and made that silhouette less Odell special. Odell Beckham Jr. has a new pair yeah. of good for him. knockoff uh, air more up-tempo joints every three days. And knockoff. That, that shoe used to be a big deal, though. You'd see someone wearing those and you'd be like, oh, shit, like I... I kind of forgot about them but they're super impactful and they kind of lost their allure after that oh yeah Yeah, you know who was the first one to wear them and started the whole hype that he got paparazzi shot at the you should know because we talked about this before on this podcast you know who i'm talking about this is the start of the whole thing i know welty I don't know where you're going with this. G-Dragon. <laughs> it always comes I mean, somehow. I was going to say Barkley in the 96 Olympics. Uh, of course. <laughs> Apparently more important than Charles Barkley. <laughs> of course, but yeah, G-Dragon. In the mind of Joe LaPuma is G-Dragon. No, the recent uptick, G-Dragon. He started that whole thing. I think one of the things, we're talking about the OG stuff that uh, people don't know about Kevin is, is that I think, remember, meeting him in the complex office um, in the old setup, walking by his desk, he had... OG Bo Jackson's and OG Andre Agassi shoes just sitting yes. up, just sitting up on the top of his desk. And I walk by and I'm like, yo, what is this? Like, who is this kid? And you know what happened to those? Um, people used to throw these like stress balls around the office and add a cup of coffee sitting there. Who oh, did that? No. Time um, out. Who did that? An intern named Nate Boyd, who's a great dude. Love so Nate. I don't want to throw him under the bus. Well, you did, Nate. and you should be because that's crazy. He threw the ball and it fucking swished in there as perfectly as possible and just caused like a waterfall of coffee all over my OGs. Yikes. Devastating. Did, did you invoice him? I should have, but you know, I mean, cleaned it off. They're okay. I think we've mentioned most of the important ones. Uh, Zoom Streak Spectrum 2018. That was a cool one. Kind of a Stephen Smith design, you know, getting the supreme stamp of approval. Humaras. Do we want to talk about the Humaras in 2017? I think we should talk about the, I think the Air Max 98 was a better shoe. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let's talk about the Air Max 98s. Okay. I think that was great. 2016. You do think it was great? Yeah. That's a, to me, that's one of the, that was like a Gary Warnett shoe and he had designed it off of the Prada America's Cup. Oh, Yep. Cool reference point, but I think the ones aside from the snakeskin look really bad. And I did have a pair of the navy ones. I remember wanting to buy right away the snakeskin pair on eBay, and I think they were listed for like two. I'm the, the, just so you guys know, Joe is Joe has Googled the the navy one just to Pretty get a refresher. Good looking. Pretty, Pretty good, good looking, man. <laughs> it's a really? good shoe. It looks good here. The yeah. snakeskin was the best. Can we all agree on that? 100%. I just can't wait till we have video and all these images could beautifully but hey go ahead patent leather is just so rarely good on a shoe and i i don't think it translated well there like i said the snakeskin one i i think i had an opportunity to buy them on ebay right afterward for like 300 shipped angel diaz was encouraging me to do so and i didn't pull the trigger and now i regret it angel (laughs) diaz's sneaker taste is amazing (laughs) also the the 98 is just he's so passionate about random ones one more thing the 98 i just don't think it's that good of a silhouette i completely disagree like th- that is such a good shoe to me that era of sneakers like when you're getting into that tech mode w- right right after the heels of the 97 i think yeah it's understated because it has the same soul as the 97s but i think what they did there was really special and i think that laid the tracks for the 98 to kind of have a moment that year i feel like they've been doing that with a few things it's kind of either trickling it into supreme mm-hmm. and then letting that kind of mushroom up into greater nike sportswear mm-hmm. speaking of that i remember the one of the hotter 
things out of that package was they had like hats that were really dope. Yeah. Yep. But also another segue into Supreme X Nike. I think it's really interesting or kind of bad lately that the majority of Supreme Nike collaborations, it feels to a certain extent, have been apparel drops, which is kind of weird. But I, I kind of like that space because I think it's, I think it's just like I love that vest that released recently. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I have the jacket from the Humara release. Yeah. I wanted the whole tracksuit, but the person who scooped it out of Mercer for me was like making a life decision on my behalf where he's like, you don't want to be wearing like a neon blue top and bottom. No, I'm not talking about like that stuff. I mean like the apparel only release. Like oh, where it's not tied to a shoe. Where they were doing like the vintage Nike looking jackets. You don't like that? Not for me. How is Wealthy so uninterested in Supreme X Nike as a whole? It's not that I hate it. It's just I've never owned any of it. So you are a skater. Okay, he, I get yeah. it. Hold on. Can you let me well, let me talk? <laughs> Sorry. If I if I have never really owned anything, it's hard for me to feel as passionate about it if I've never had it within my possession. So you're, you're pot committed to not liking it, just like Jordans. Like no, you can't just start buying Jordans I now. It's I over. I don't not like it. It's just the only issue is is that I'm the sort of person that I need to have owned something to feel passionate about it. I respect that. I'm not okay. the sort of guy who buys the car magazine and can tell you all the specs of a car that he'll never own. Do you have a driver's and, license? Uh, yes. And fantasize about those sort of things. It's like if I haven't owned it, I just don't feel as passionate about it. I bet it saves you a lot of money. I, I guess. Yeah, you actually lose a lot of money because you don't get the opportunity to buy the Supreme shoes when they first come out and then resell them to some idiot who doesn't realize it wasn't that hot in the first place. But I remember Supreme like way back in like the early eras of 2000, 2001 when I was skating and I knew these like OG like East Coast guys that were older than me that were wearing Supreme Box logo hats or that like... That didn't influence you? I didn't even... But I was like 15 years old. I wouldn't even know how to get that stuff, man. You didn't covet it? It, it just said in that era where it was kind of like pre-internet yeah, yeah, and like kind of being a sophomore in high school, I just thought it was something cool that I saw like Rob Welsh wearing the aesthetics ride or die skate video, but I never would have, I'm just like, oh, that's something in New York. I'm not going to be able to get it. I and guess that's, that's just the what, difference between North Jersey and South Jersey. Right. You got, you got to hunt. You got to dig. <laughs> so going back, let's have two final words. I want to put a pin on this for the Air Force Ones. Who's buying them? I think I'm going to go after the black ones. What type of black Air like, Force One activity? Let me, let me, yeah, see, the other thing, that meme is like my least favorite meme. Okay. I have to say. I'm going fully into black Air Force Ones. Not ironically. Not ironically. I'm, I'm buying these no. because buying a pair of Supreme Nikes from a financial standpoint is always a good idea. Why wouldn't I? If I had the opportunity, why wouldn't I? We know, no, again, yeah. not that that's the only thing that I care about with respect to these sneakers. We know Wealthy's not buying it. But there's a lot of Supreme Nike stuff that you, like, admittedly said is bricked over the recent times, too. But I will wait 10 years. Do you I'm like? In it, I'm in it for the long haul. And Wealthy, you don't like the Air Force Ones. Um, I'm not the sort of guy to cop something to resell it either. Um, so it's just a pass. Like, if it's not something that I really want in my own personal. Okay. Uh, sorry. Let me. I, I also want to say I do like them. So not just from the resale standpoint. I do think it's smart, plain design is sometimes good. Probably going to get one pair. Probably going to wear them. I think, like, look, the, you have the Rockefeller Air Force Ones with the little uh, heel logo Ooh, on there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that crazy to covet something that's that subtly different. So... I, th I think they're they're good and, and I'll, I'll definitely get a pair. You know, like even like the height of the Nike SB Dunks, like how many SB Dunks were made cool just by that stamp right. in that exact same place? I think in the Slack channel, Brendan had said that this is the sort of shoe you hold on to for 
X amount of years and just sell to some like the Moore's Yard that's currently at Flight Club I, for fourteen racks. I, I don't know what the the adjective he said, but not the coolest person for eight hundred dollars to sell it to them. I'll be here. The next question that I want to wrap this up: favorite, and well, do you have to answer even if you don't own them? Favorite Nike Supreme collab. Um. Wow. I feel like, are you obligated to say it's one of the dunks? No. Uh, no, not no. at all. They're not my, um, This is a space for hot takes. Yeah, I'm going off ones that I own, so. Uh, I, I guess I still have to say, just because of the nostalgia factor, either the sky blue dunk highs or the orange dunk highs, not the red ones, even though red's the supreme color. Okay. I'm going to have a recent one that we talked about just because it's fresh in my mind. I may change my mind if you ask me in six months, but um, Supreme Nike Flying It Lunar one, I think. Favorite of all time. Supreme yeah, and Nike. I oh. just, here's the thing. I told that story about the blazer. If I had the black blazer, it would probably be my favorite. I'm going to say the blazers. I, I don't own them, but the Nike SB blazer, I really liked a lot, you know, during its heyday. And uh, also, like, the the Bruin is actually kind of high for me. I know that's that's a hot take, but only because that's one of the ones, Welty's very upset right now. That's one of the ones where I think about going back and buying them a lot because they're so cheap on the resale market the that you can actually acquire so that, the them. The Bruin is a high one. For, okay. Hmm. I, I, I like the Bruins. I'm not, I'm not just that's delivering hot takes. That's the world famous because, one, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I will say, uh, final answer, black supreme blazers. Kevin. All right. I mean, you? mine's pretty obvious. It's the, the 2002 Black Lowe's. I mean, it, that started everything for me pretty much. Like, I collected and semi-hoarded sneakers before that, but after that, it was just like a, a perpetual like hoarding problem. So that definitely kicked everything off for me. And just as an aside, can you give the listeners your Instagram? Yeah, it's at KevOnMyLevel. Um, I post a lot of my OG stuff, a lot of my dunks, a lot of my, like, vintage sportswear so Great you can check follow. it out there yeah we're, we're not overselling this guy like i, I know yeah. maybe you tuned in and you don't know who kevin is that's fine but if you go look at kevin's instagram we promise you will immediately realize how passionate he is about sneakers and how legitimate he is when it comes to someone you should listen to with this stuff kev thanks so much for joining the podcast oh thanks for having we're gonna lean on you as a reoccurring guest on this podcast you think you bring a lot of knowledge and you know we need to definitely come out to jersey and, and shoot your collection and, and break the internet south jersey or the, my stuff's in south jersey so okay. i'm not gonna as you would say triangulate where it is but perfect maybe we'll have to go there one day eating hoagies eating wawa hoagies thanks so much for joining the complex sneakers podcast please rate review subscribe spread the word we will see you guys back here next week fridays our podcast producer is Shiva Bayet. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton. Special thanks to Dave Matthews and Alejandro De Jesus. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.